And just like that, we're back with the midweek show. It's Views from Section 400. You know the deal. I'm Matt, here with Jack and Brian. We have a packed, packed midweek show. I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody, as it is Thanksgiving week. Um, And, you know, it's a great holiday season. Let's get in the holiday spirit. Um, You know, is it too early to play Christmas music? I don't know. But, uh... Well, what's going on, guys? It's good, good to have you back on and uh, and rocking and rolling here. We got a packed show. Um, but I don't know if you guys want to open it up, say anything that uh, that you guys have been up to, feeling. Well, what's going on, Brad? Jack? Anything? Go hug your mom. That's all I gotta say. Thanksgiving week. Go hug your mom. Yeah, it depends what day uh, you're watching this. But if it's after Thanksgiving, yes, you are allowed to play Christmas music. But don't be playing any kind of that nonsense before. Hot start. Anyway, like I said, we got a packed show here, so we're just going to dive right into it. Um, You know, three Thanksgiving games, and we get a Black Friday special. Jeff Bezos is not missing out on missing a Thursday night football game. He says, screw that. We'll call Black Friday football, throw the Amazon Prime theme on it, and he still gets to control a day of the week for the NFL. So. They figured that out, and uh, and we'll kind of roll on. But before we jump into the NFL, we obviously want to cover a little college football here. The season is, you know, we're in the final stretch. Uh, the final four's taking a shape, and you know, we're we're finally seeing uh, seeing who who might who might hoist the trophy in early January. Uh, I know we had a lot of who's a contender, who's not a contender, who's going to get snubbed. Uh, I'll just jump over to you, Jack, because I know you're a little bit of a big Florida State guy. And what's it, Jordan Travis, done for the year? And I'm pretty sure, you know, they said his college career is over because he's kind of jumping out of that. But uh, I'll let you take it away, man. Yeah, you know, the Nulls are are just in shambles right now. After an incredible start to the season, you know, almost shoe in for the playoff after – a potentially undefeated regular season record go in your bowl game. You know, there's no reason you can keep them out after that unless they don't have, you know, their superstar quarterback at the helm. We all know how important it is to have a good quarterback in this, in, in this game. Uh, it's the way that it, it goes. College NFL doesn't make a difference. You need that starting quarterback who can really drive your team over the hump, especially when it comes playoff time. And, you know, you only get two big games when it comes to that college football playoff. So I would not be surprised even if the Knowles win their bowl game, you know, win out undefeated record. I would not be surprised if that ACC team gets snubbed. Um, I would hate to see it happen, but realistically, you know, it it definitely could. So uh, even with Jordan Travis, they were sort of people were talking about, you know, do they have the strength of schedule? Have they really proven themselves to get in now without them? You know, I really can't blame those people. Yeah, they're about to get snubbed by our Washington Huskies. The Section 400 future Washington Huskies are ranked number four. They're in. They have done it. They're 16-point favorites this week, so they should be at least in there until the Pac-12 championship game, which is trending towards Bo Nix versus Michael Phoenix, and that's going to be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I've been saying about that game how I think it's the de facto Heisman championship, too. But this dude, Jaden Daniels, just scored eight touchdowns against Georgia State. He's the new betting favorite to win the award. I mean, I think Brian Kelly just gave up on trying to win football games, and he just said, Jaden, take the wheel, and just stat bad and stat bad. So I'm really interested to see how that whole race goes. Yeah, you know, I'm yeah. really I'm really not the biggest fan of Jaden Daniels. I don't think he's that good. I really don't. I mean, he's an incredible athlete. Don't get me wrong. The, the numbers that he's putting up are pretty insane, but when it comes down to it, I think he's a little soft and I don't think that he's got, you know, too much of a, a future ahead of him uh, in the NFL or anything like that. So, you know, he's, he's going to try and take this Heisman to the bank and, and do as much as he can with it. That's, that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. I, I see the same, same thing kind of rolling out. I I don't know that he'll, be amazing in the NFL. I don't know if if he even has his sights on that. I know if you win the Heisman, you kind of have a path to at least getting drafted. Um, but like you're kind of saying, I don't see him having a very strong NFL career. But who knows? That's why uh, you know analysts are wrong all the time, and uh, he could make us eat our words. But just based on the way we've seen it and, and the way we've seen players play, and and all these guys either pan out or not pan out. 
Uh, it doesn't, if, at least for me, I, I don't see him uh, having, you know, that much success in the NFL when everything gets a little bit quicker. You know, you're not playing Georgia State on Saturday. Uh, you know, you're playing 32 guys who are getting paid to play football. So on Sunday. So it's going to be a little tougher for him there. But kind of moving on, we'll run through the top teams right now. So we've got Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, right? That's our top four. Yep. And then Florida State's still hovering there, but obviously now with, uh, you know, the the major injury, probably going to get snubbed. And then kind of on the outside looking in, we have Oregon, Texas, and Alabama, right? And Alabama's still probably going to play Georgia in the SEC championship game. That'll be something to watch. Texas is lingering there on the outside. Uh, I know, you know, a lot of people are, are going to be, you know, rooting for them to get in. And then, uh, and then Oregon's going to have to take on on Washington, where, you know, Washington already beat them, so it's always tough to beat a team twice in one season. And uh, you know, Washington barely won that game. I mean, it was a, a missed thirty-yard field goal, which uh, which kind of you know lost them that game. And we'll see what happens. But you guys want to touch on maybe who who might sneak in because, like I said, Bama. Bama has still got to play Georgia, and, and, you know, we have Ohio State, Michigan uh, this upcoming weekend, so that's something to look out for as well. But, uh, Jack, I'll let you take it away, man. Is there is there something you're thinking about, uh, a team sneaking in? Uh, yeah, so, you know, how I see this shaking out, UGA is going to play Bama. UGA is going to win it. I see Ohio State and Michigan playing, you know, obviously, and then I've got Ohio State winning that one. And then Washington and Oregon – it's going to be the probably the best game, in my opinion. I've got Washington. You know, Session 400's got Washington. So those three I feel fairly confident about. And then from there, you know, tough to put Bama in there after losing at the SEC Championship. Tough to put Oregon in there if they lose to Washington. Even Michigan losing to Ohio State, you know, that's probably your, 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 your favorite to get into the four spot after that. But what about Texas? You know, what about Texas? Um, but so I, I think the, the the top four right now is who's going to stay in there and, uh, you know, maybe some reordering. Yeah, no, I think uh, Texas probably has the easiest path to kind of sneak in. I know the Big 12 was pretty good in the beginning of the season, but Oklahoma's fallen off. Uh, TCU is just not very good. And then Kansas and Kansas State are like just mid again. So yeah, Quinn Ewers back for Texas. They have not figured out how to close a game. For some reason, every game they try to choke it and have to pull away at the end. But they're definitely the favorite to probably sneak in there. Of course, I'm still definitely afraid that Alabama's going to not only win the Iron Bowl this weekend, but also beat Georgia. But then that opens up if Washington, if Texas, and if Bama all take care of business, do you leave Texas ahead of Bama there? And it looks like, at least from what the committee is saying so far, that they're going to. I know Texas had that win in Tuscaloosa early in the season. That might be all it'll take. Um, but, yeah, in terms of Florida State, they're six-point dogs this week against Florida with the backup quarterback. I, I think their season's over. As good of a story they've been, it's just without Jordan Travis. it's They're cooked. But, yeah, just kind of going into it, speaking of two quarterbacks that – probably aren't going to be very good in the NFL. Ohio State and Michigan this weekend uh, at the big house. Ohio State, three-point underdogs. Jack, I know you just said you like Ohio State. I like Michigan. So, Matt, I'm interested to see uh, you break the tie here. Who are you liking? Yeah, so I, I think it's one of those where it's like two teams both obviously can win the football game. Um, and I think in college, the home field just kind of means a lot more. Um, so I would lean Michigan if I had to go, but obviously not surprised if, if you know, <clears throat> if, you know, Ohio State wins the game. But I'd lean Michigan just, you know, I think they're rallying around the coach. I mean, what was it, the the backup head coach or the assistant coach who was taking over? I mean, that guy was like crying yeah. after they won a game. So they're clearly very emotional, very driven. Uh, it's a pissed off team and it's a pissed off fan base. And that's what Ohio State's walking into. So if I had a lean, I would lean Michigan. Um, you know, that three in the hook really, really scares me. I don't know if I would I would be taking spreads, but uh, you know, Michigan money line, I'm sure you could probably get decent value on that. Um, and, and I would lean Michigan money line only because they're the home team. 
and they got the pissed off players and the pissed off fan base. So that's the way I would lean uh, just kind of reading it. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's, that's a horrible play either, Jack, to, to like Ohio state. Cause they've, they've obviously been extremely dynamic and uh, you know, Marvin Harrison is uh is the real deal. I mean, that's a guy who, uh, you know, as we see Caleb Williams fall off, is he a guy who goes number one in the NFL draft next year? Probably not. I would say no, but I mean, he's making a pretty strong case for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you guys have any takes on, uh, if, uh, Marvin Harrison goes number one? Uh, I think, I think you're a little crazy for that take. Um, I know, I know Gus Johnson's with you. He likes to call him Maserati Marv. <laughs> But, yeah, look, I didn't say that's going to happen. I just said he's making a strong case for it. Yeah, he, he is. He's a great receiver, but I think a team would be absolutely insane and probably get the whole front office fired if they if they took Maserati Marv first round or first yeah. round. You know, I, as much as I like Marvin Harrison Jr. coming into the draft next year, it's just not it's not a good move to use a top you know, number one overall pick on a uh, wide receiver. So I know a lot of people were pissed off during that draft time. Uh, they took Jamar Chase instead of Panay Sewell, uh, who was, you know, the all pro, you know, left tackle that they were going to bring in there and finally protect Joe Burrow and not let him, what was it, tear his ACL again or w- whatever yep. his injury was in rookie year. So, um, you know, not totally responsible to, to use a top five pick on Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, if if a team does have that opportunity, it'd probably be best to trade it away, take a quarterback, take an edge rusher, you know, the more prime positions. But, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame somebody for taking Maserati Marv in the top top three, not one, but top three. You know, is what? There, is there the Giants are probably going to take him at four. Yeah, well, I was going to say, is there a scenario where the Bears get the one and two pick and go Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, one, two? You know that that DJ Moore and uh, and Justin Fields seems to be working out. You know, as of late, uh, ever since Fields came back from his injury, you know they they haven't been looking too bad. Um, but yeah, I I still think if I'm the Bears, I'm starting over. Give me give me Caleb Williams and Marvin if if I have the opportunity to do so. If yeah, if you got one two right there, I mean that that seems like a pretty pretty uh pretty good way to uh, jump start any organization. Um. But, yeah, no, uh, it's something to look out for, obviously, because, like I said, Marvin Harrison really making a strong case to uh, to, to be a very high pick uh, in the NFL draft. But, I, I, you know, you guys are right. you got to pick Caleb Williams. He's got the most potential. And the quarterback, I mean, it's the most important position in the NFL. So, um, you know, if you have a guy coming out who's getting, you know, comps to Patrick Mahomes, you know, like Brian said, you're going to organizations are going to start firing front offices if if you miss out on that pick. Even if it doesn't work out, you kind of just have to take it. So that's good stuff there. And, uh, you know, I know we kind of ran through some of the games this weekend, but I want to leave it up to you guys as big Auburn uh, fans uh, obviously went to school there. So big Auburn or big Iron Bowl this weekend. It is at Auburn. Um, I, I don't I don't see Alabama losing, but again, anything can happen. Uh, I know I was at one of the Iron Bowls with Ryan, and Auburn did win. Um, I don't, I, I don't know if Alabama was that highly ranked when we we went to that game, but uh, but yeah, I'll just kind of let you take it away, Brad. Yeah, so I was excited for this game before last weekend. Uh, Auburn was looking good; they won three in a row, all in the SEC. Peyton Thorne actually looked competent at quarterback. Uh, they were running the ball well. And then they hosted New Mexico State, paid that football team to come into Jordan-Hare and give them a free win, and they lost 31-10. to 10. So I don't know how you go from that to beating Alabama. I mean, the Iron Bowl is kind of just a one-game season type of thing where anything can happen. But I'm not confident after watching that. I, I don't know how you feel about it, Jack, but Brian, you you took the words right out of my mouth. You know, was was starting to finally feel good about Auburn football until this past weekend against New Mexico State. As I should have expected, right? It always comes crashing down. But uh, you know, I'm actually gonna be at the Iron Bowl this weekend in Auburn, Alabama, cheering on my Tigers. I'm with Brian. I'm I'm not feeling too faithful, but I will say 
I'm two and zero in the Iron Bowls that I've been to in Jordan Hare. So why not make it three and zero? Let's ruin Alabama's season. Go three and zero. Come on, War Eagle. War Dam. War Dam. Yeah, like I like I kind of was saying, you know, anything can happen down there, right? I mean. Who knows? But Brian, I just want to touch on real quick. Didn't it say, and Jack, you might have been there too with Brian. Weren't you guys saying the atmosphere just wasn't as electric as it might have been in years past? And they kind of ruined the whole tailgate scene and, and it just didn't have that feel. Again, I wasn't there. Maybe you guys can elaborate that on that a little more. I don't know if you got something on that, Brian. Yeah, it seems like COVID at least. I mean, we might sound like old men here when we say when, you know, when we were back in our day, tailgate right. was something else. But I do think COVID took uh, – Auburn definitely took a hit when COVID arrived, uh, and I think we're still recovering in terms of the tailgate scene. But who knows? I mean, big game coming up this Saturday. I know a lot of people from Tuscaloosa are going to be traveling, so a lot of people from Auburn better be there to kind of tell them to fuck off. I'll be there, Brian. Don't you worry. Um, but, you know, to Matt, Matt, to your point – uh, and and realistically, to Brian's point, you know, once once COVID hit, you know, a lot of these schools, organizations, you know, let's keep it within college football. But a lot of these schools uh, took advantage of the fact that, you know, everyone was sort of locked down. There wasn't, you know, people partying on the on the lawns on campus. You know, we they could tell them, you know, you're not allowed to be here. And and now they've sort of taken advantage of that and kept it going with with some of the rules. And you're not allowed to tailgate in certain areas anymore. Certain areas, you're not allowed to bring booze. It's like it's just uh, it's too regulated. You know, let's just go back to popping shotguns at, at uh, Louder Hall. You know what I mean? Come on, let's get after it. it used to be open container on campus and they got rid of it. Yeah, that, that uh, you know, I don't know why they're doing that. Is that a school? It's got a, it's a school decision, right? That has nothing to do with the NCAA. Yeah, it's up to Auburn. I would think it's yeah, it's, it's up to Auburn. So I don't know why they're trying to hurt their chances. I mean, you know, when the crowd's rowdy and like you said, you're popping popping uh, shotguns and uh, you know, right there, uh, you know, in the main lawn in the center of campus, that gets the people going, man. I mean that. If it fires people up, uh, and that really uh, energizes just the whole day. To sticking to college, but moving to the hardwood, college basketball, all the preseason or, you know, before conference play tournaments are kind of ramping up this week. That's what it always is every year. Uh, Thanksgiving week, we get, you know, and I love it. I'm at work and, and seeing 11 o'clock in the morning, there's college, college action to get in on and, uh, you know, my betting juices just start start flowing and tingling in the whole nine yards. So it's uh, it's really an exciting time of the year. Um, obviously, I got to work a bit tomorrow. I'm not sure when you guys will be watching this, but Thursday through Sunday, four days off. Can't wait to dive into all the different slates. It's really the best time of the year to be betting and to capitalize on on you know value and stuff like that. You know, we're not in the middle of summer where we just have baseball and. Uh, being hammered at 4 a.m. betting on table tennis. You actually get a little bit more variety here. So can't wait for that. But, yeah, jumping in, you know, monster game tonight, Kansas-Marquette, top four matchup, two teams who will contend for number one seed come March. Um, I'll just jump over to you, Brian. What do you, what do you got for that? Yeah, so I had a write-up on uh, Wednesday as we're recording this. Uh, well, as you're listening to this, you know, we'll see if I was right or not. But these two teams are very similar. Uh, Kansas, of course, Hunter Dickinson, they're all kinds of talented. K.J. Adams Jr., this team's really good. They're, they're deserving of the number one seed for a reason. All the starters are averaging, you know, either 10 points or eight-plus assists. So, But then you look at Marquette and this kid, Tyler Kolick, uh, the guard Cam Jones, they're very similar to Kansas in the fact all the starters are going to play. They're going to play a lot of minutes, and they're very talented. The issue – in this game lies in the fact Kansas just has a little bit more talent in that starting lineup. And I think the similarity between these two teams combined with the fact Kansas is just a little bit better uh, leads Kansas to win and cover the spread. I think they're the best team in the country. I agree with uh, the AP pool. I think they're <laughs> deserving of that number one seed. And <laughs> that's why they're going to win this game. They're probably going to win the Mali Invitational, but I'm hoping we see them play, uh, play Purdue on what would be Friday night. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm there, Brian. The uh, Kansas is definitely, you know, definitely my favorite to win it as of right now. Uh, they look like the best team in college basketball. I think they beat Marquette tonight. I think uh, Purdue beats Tennessee tonight. So I think, I think you know, we might go. I know Purdue's actually three-point dogs last I checked to Tennessee tonight. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Kansas and Purdue uh, face off in the Maui Invitational Championship. That They, they were my two number one and number two teams going into the preseason. So uh, I, I'd like to see to see that matchup here and early in the season. Yeah, I, uh, you know, it, it's tough to uh, to bet against um, Kansas, right? I mean, they're the best team in the country. They, they just, they look unstoppable. Um, I know they had a close game with Kentucky, but, you know, they're a team that's only going to get better as the year goes on. It's hard for me not to just take Kansas money line and shut the betting apps and and watch the game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, you know Marquette covers that plus four and a half, and, you know loses loses on a game winning buzzer beater because Marquette's good. And I think kind of what you pointed out to Brian Shaka Smart's a great tournament coach, mm-hmm. um, and, and it is a neutral site, so something something spicy can always happen. And, and like you said, that's out in Maui, right? Yep, uh, they're yeah. in Honolulu because of the stuff going on in Maui. But okay, but yeah, same thing out in Hawaii. Um, you know, anything can happen. That's like a high school gym out there, so that really, uh, really should create a pretty dynamic atmosphere for that. But I guess, uh, you know, kind of moving on. You know, FAU did go down this past week. Like I was saying to Brian uh, off the pod, thank God uh, March Madness isn't in November. Um, they have a full season uh, conference play. And like I said, it's a full season to really get into the swing of things. Not concerned whatsoever. That team will be roaring and ready to go come March. I had Kentucky uh, spread for that one. Um, it was like minus 14 and a half, needed him to win by 15. There was a point in the second half where there was like 10 minutes to go and Kentucky uh, kind of bursted out to a 10 point lead. And it looked like they were maybe going to pull away and cover that spread. But St. Joe's kept fighting. They got a lot of seniors on that team, a lot of experience. Um, they got this one kid, I forget his name, but he's like seven feet tall and was just really just giving uh, the entire Kentucky team like nightmare on on the glass all night. I mean, they couldn't get a rebound. There's so many second chance opportunities that killed Kentucky that St. Joe's capitalized on. And I think that's the sole reason why we saw them cover that spread because there was a point in time where St. Joe's was literally just chucking up bricks. And I mean, brick, like balls pinging off the back iron. That's how much of a brick it was. And this guy was just grabbing boards because he was seven feet tall and just bigger than everybody else. So I think that was kind of the downfall for them, uh, you know, having to cover the spread. And it was a lot closer than they wanted it to be, obviously, uh, if the game went to overtime. And remember, they were on their home court. So, Definitely, uh, definitely uh, need to figure some stuff out. But again, they're really young, right? I mean, Kentucky is like basically all freshmen. I'm not sure the exact stat, but at least DJ Wagner and Rob Billingham are both freshmen. Um, so obviously, no experience. And then you go up against a bunch of seniors. It's tough. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I, you know, it's still too early to kind of make crazy calls. That's well, I guess see this weekend as uh, as it rolls on. Villanova rebounded nicely and blew out Maryland by like 40 points. So that was nice to see. Glad they got a fire lit under their butt after that embarrassing loss to Penn, which I guess Penn's not that bad, but come on, dude. Kyle Neptune, figure it out. Uh, and that's all I got for that. But we'll roll into the pros. NBA in-season tournament action tonight on Tuesday. Obviously, we get that every Tuesday and Friday, which really just screws up the scheduling. Uh, I lost my fantasy basketball matchup last week because uh, I like didn't have players playing two days in a row because of the scheduling. Uh, so that was annoying. Uh, thanks, Adam Silver, for that. But um, but yeah, I mean, Brian, I'll let you kind of take it away. You're Mr. NBA over there. What what have you been liking so far? Far? What have you been hating? What do you got? Yeah. So before I get into our baby thunder that have been absolutely electric, no pun intended. I'll just go over these. What I've seen from the in-season tournament so far, which has actually been a great tournament. Uh, I know we kind of shed on it before it started. Still hate the courts, hate the jerseys, but the basketball has been really good. 
Uh, Sixers have a big game tonight, taking on the Cavs. That group is still up for grabs. Uh, I know the Pacers are 2-0. and I was talking about how much I love the Pacers right now. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton for MVP chatter. But they just got blown out. They are struggling lately. So we'll see if they can hold on in that group. Other things in the East are about what you would expect. The Bucks are 2-0. Boston's 2-0. Our Miami Heat, Udonis Haslam's giving out all the high fives. Uh, Jimmy Butler's trying his ass off there, 2-0. So those are the teams that will probably be in the in the knockout stage from there. In the West, much of the same. It's, you know, the Lakers, the Suns, Denver, and the Kings are kind of going to be your teams. Uh, the Timberwolves are still surprising. They're 2-0. Uh, overall, they're 9-2, and which they still have the best defense in the league. I don't know if that's going to hold up, but for now, it's been pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, Houston won and won in the in-season tournament, but they've been great just with Fred Van Vliet and all those young guys doing their thing. NBA's been fun this year. I will say that. I'm normally always a college basketball guy over the NBA. I still am a college basketball guy over the NBA, but the in-season tournament has made things interesting. It's made these players try more in the regular season. So, I mean, I'm at least paying attention before the playoffs. I don't know if the rest of the world is, but... Adam Silver, at least you got a fan out of me. So there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, they're, uh, no, they're, uh, you know, I think I said, uh, you know, again, in one of the group chats, the final, uh, you know, the final quarter, the last like eight minutes of games have a playoff atmosphere now. So it's, uh, it's interesting to see. But, uh, Jack, you got anything you wanted to add in on that? No, you know, the, the usual suspects are there. Um, you know, the, from every conference, you know, I, there's not many, nothing I'm too surprised about there. Um, I will say I, I'm a, I'm a heat guy. I want the heat to win it all, but we'll see. Yeah, that will, uh, I mean, they, they definitely got a shot, right? So, um, heat culture, heat culture. There you go. (laughs) Did, uh, Brian, you already jumped in on the, uh, thunder. Yeah, I mean, I, I said they were doing well. They're uh, they're ten and four, which is good enough for third place in the West right now. Which is honestly right where I think we want to be. Um, not peaking too early, but still up there towards the front. I mean, Shea is just going crazy. He's averaging thirty points a game, five assists. Uh, Chet Holmgren, he might challenge Victor for that Rookie of the Year award. He's averaging seventeen points, six rebounds, adding a couple blocks a game. Yeah. Uh, Josh Giddy's getting his little Australian like half triple double, 12, 5, and 5 a game. That's what he's going to do for you. Yeah. And then, yeah, every every player on this team basically that plays is averaging at least a steal and a block. So, this team is fun. They're good on defense. They don't just score. I'm happy that we made this team our future. For this value, I think the value is only going to go down as the season progresses. So 100%. it was a good, good job by us to lock that in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think what we got him at eight, plus eighty five hundred, so yep. that was a pretty crazy odd. And then I think the other one I threw out there, but we weren't really too uh, hot on it was uh, was Pelicans. They had some crazy, some crazy odds, but uh, you know, and they were off to a red hot start, right? I mean, they got their big three: Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, who were looking dynamic together, and a couple nice role players. But uh, obviously, CJ McCollum collapsed long kind of derailed the beginning of their season they will get him back at some point um since the injury was so early and you know i think the reports are saying uh, you know he's having positive healing um in his in his recovery process so it should be should come back sooner rather than later um so a team to look out for and uh, zion looks good and you know brandon ingram is brandon ingram uh smokes three blunts before the game and just comes out and lights the world on fire Jeez. so Good for him, dude. Good for him. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's kind of it on 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 the NBA. I got nothing much for the Sixers. They're just kind of who they are. I mean, they'll, they'll battle for the top spot in the East. I think it's interesting. I think for them to win the division, which I know you have the conference and then divisions. I think the Sixers division is like Celtics, Sixers, Raptors, Knicks, Nets, maybe the Wizards. Something like that. Um, but yeah, I think you get the Sixers at plus 500 to win that division. So it's basically them or the Celtics. Um, and, you know, the Sixers have already beaten the Celtics. So I think there's a little bit of value in plus 500 to win that division. Not confident in, in them uh, 
them beating out the Celtics. But look, f- plus 500 to win that division. And Celtics just lost to the Hornets in overtime. So anything can happen. So look out for, uh, you know, Sixers to win that division, plus 500. I think there's some great value there. Not going to say it will happen, but, you know, it's not that it won't happen. Um, but value but yeah. play. It's a value play. Yeah, value play, exactly. Plus 500, and we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of all we got for the NBA. Before I get into the NFL, I want to throw out one little nugget. I was not amped up on the Flyers this year. I thought they would be horrible. But we're about 20% through the season, and the Flyers are in a playoff spot. They're on a five-game win streak, and they're looking like a wagon, an absolute wagon. I mean, they're knocking off top teams all over the place. I think they beat Vegas. Uh, They knocked off the Oilers. Uh, some impressive victories for a team that wasn't expected to do anything. And knowing the Flyers, they will have that spell, usually late December, early January, where they just lose 12 games in a row. And it's like, ah, you know, so it's kind of like we're just waiting for it. It happens every year. They'll go on like a 12-game losing stretch, and then it'll be like, oh, well, there we go. But fun start uh, to new life down there in South Philly. Obviously, you know, the Flyers got a whole new, uh, you know, front office Still the same owner, which that's a different story. But, yeah, new front office and exciting to see. So I don't want to spend too much time on that. But I definitely want to highlight it because they are on a five-game win streak. They're in a playoff spot. Um, and and they're looking relatively strong uh, to start the year. So just felt like I needed to touch on that because, like I said, they're on a nice win streak. But, yeah, rolling into the NFL. Big Thursday slate. Um yeah, I guess the games are okay. Um, we'll kind of jump into the first one. Packers, Lions, obviously divisional matchup. So that brings some juice to it. But I'll just kind of let you take it away, Bri. What, what are you looking at here? Packers coming off a, a pretty big win against the Chargers, which uh, I think at least Brian and I handed out on the pod. I know Jack was feeling Chargers there, which isn't a bad play. The Chargers obviously have a great offense, but – I personally can't trust them, and they kind of showed why uh, over the weekend. But, uh, yeah, Brian, what, uh, what's your juice here for the Packers uh, as they travel to Ford Field on Thanksgiving? Yeah, the, the Chargers are terrible. Um, but, but yeah, this is uh, the Lions Thanksgiving game. It always has a special place in my heart. Our family eats Thanksgiving dinner around 4 o'clock, so this is the one I always get to watch the whole way through. I love the Lions here. You know, they're going to have the juice. They're finally good. It's going to be a huge crowd on Thanksgiving. People go anyway when they're not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven and a half is a big spread. So I'll take a minus six and a half. But yeah, this this team is good. I love the Lions. I proclaimed that they would be the one seed in the NFC in my anti-Eagles parlay last week. The Eagles took care of business in Kansas City, so I don't know how likely that is to happen anymore. But they're going to go to 9-2 and two here. Uh, Packers aren't very good. Jordan Love's not good, despite what the Chargers defense uh, made them look like last week. Uh, Jack, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I, I like the Lions as well. I, the Packers, I should have known better than to bet on the Chargers against the Packers last week. I mean, the Chargers can't beat anyone. They're, they, they like to choke games like crazy, but – uh, I did say my reasoning was the the Packers wouldn't be able to keep up offensively. It's going to be my same reasoning for this game. Don't care. Uh, the Packers, you know, they scored 23 points against the Chargers last week. I don't think they'll hit 23 points this week. I bet the Lions hit 30. So, yeah, give me give me the Lions. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'm with you on the spread. Let's cut it down to six and a half. You know, just that one point is going to uh, – you know, maybe maybe make a break this, especially on a big spread. So, give me give me six, give me lines minus six and a half. And I also, I also like Jamison Williams over twenty two and a half receiving yards. Um, you know, he only averages two catches a game, but both of them are well over twenty yards. So he catches one ball. He's hitting this over of twenty two and a half, and uh, I think that get, I think that happens. Yeah, I love the Jamison Williams uh, shout-out and play there. I think he scored last week as well uh, on, you know, pretty deep shot. So all his targets are usually uh, down the field. So 20, I mean, he just pretty much has to catch one or two balls, and, and that that over is going to hit pretty yep. easily. Um, but, yeah, I will, uh, you know, 
I still think the Lions are frauds. They should have they should have lost that game on on Sunday. I mean, they were down two scores with two minutes to go. The Bears are just the Bears. I mean, they're that's that's the only way you can sum that one up. Um, but yeah, sure, they they were able to pull it out. So I'll, I'll give them credit there. Disgusting that they're down two scores uh, and pretty much trailing that whole game to the Bears. Uh, that was just I don't know what was going on. Um, didn't get Sam Laporta involved at all. So there's something to think about for this game, and that's the route I'm going to go. I will take Sam Laporta's over receiving yards. Um, I don't know what his total receptions are, but I'll also take his over receptions here. And, um, you know, it's Thanksgiving. I'll throw out three picks. I'll take the over 47 and a half. As, eh. <laughs> Can I trust the Packers to get some points? No, you cannot. I probably can't. I'm going to stay away from the over. Uh, I was thinking it, feeling it, but mm, I don't love the over there. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go. Uh, I'll just stick to Sam Laporta. I think he bounces back and has a big week. I think the, the Lions find a way to get him involved because when they get him involved, they have success. And they didn't really get him involved. And granted, yeah, sure, they came back and won the game. But they didn't look good that entire game. So I'll say Sam Laporta over uh, total receptions and over receiving yards. Um think he has a big bounce back week and it's Thanksgiving. It seems like seems like tight ends should have a big day on Thanksgiving because they're the big the big boys. Show them some love. Give Laporta the the big turkey leg after the game. I can't wait to see it. But uh but yeah that's some good stuff. I know you got a little nugget in there. Jack Harlow performing at halftime. Why not sure that, that was the decision <laughs> why they made a decision on that but Enjoy that, I guess. Um, moving on to the four o'clock game, kind of a horrible one, I guess. Commanders travel to Dallas to take on the Cowboys or the Cowgirls, as I like to call them. Yeah, I mean, Commanders plus 11, you know, Brian's all on Sam Howell, top 10 quarterback in the league, which is a wild stat, but. I, I I'll just jump over to you, Bri, because I don't have much for this game. This seems like just a weird one that who knows what's going to happen. But what do you got here, man? Um, so Dolly Parton's doing the halftime for this game. So so I'm gonna do a, <laughs> no no more songs. I'm gonna do a a little nine to five bet. I'm gonna take C.D. Lamb to have ninety receiving yards, and Brian Robinson to have fifty rushing yards, and I'm gonna call it the Dolly Parton nine to five. The Dolly Parton nine to five. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, Jack, you kind of stepped away there, man. You didn't want to hear some Dolly Parton magic. No, I thought Hauk was gonna go on another uh, first song odds there, and I said, "All right, let me uh, let me just go take a second walk around the room for a sec." Tried to find a knife, couldn't. But let's move <laughs> on. <laughs> um, no, I you know. I like I like the NFC East. Uh, it's always been a fun division to watch. Uh, you know the Eagles, the Cowboys, Commanders, Giants. They're they're good teams. They always have had deep rivalries, and uh, I think you know an eleven point spread in this division is kind of rough if you're not the Giants right now. Um, so I'm not going to take the Cowboys minus eleven, but you know give me give me some overs on some of those Cowboys players. They're at home. It's Thanksgiving. If they have the opportunity, they will run up the score. So, uh, Lamb to go over 90 yards, cash it. Um, what else do we got here? Brandon Cooks to go over 34 and a half, cash it. That's what I'm yeah. going. I think with some, they could with cowboy player prop overs. Yeah, I think they could. Uh, they could definitely have their way here. Um, I, I think I stayed away from taking. The Cowboy, yeah, I had like CD Lamb over receiving yards last week. That didn't hit, but yeah, I mean, it seems like the Cowboys kind of beat up on bad teams. That's like a pretty big spread, though, for um, you know a divisional matchup, especially on Thanksgiving. So I don't have any crazy plays here, but if I did have to take one, uh, I'll double down on CD Lamb and take him over receiving yards and. Uh, yeah, I think I think I'll just stick to there. I'm not going to throw out a bunch of plays, but I I, I like CD Lamb to to you know get going a little bit, and uh, he should be able to hit his over. I think they'll go to him early and often, and that Commanders defense is not competent enough to stop him. So at least I'm not confident in it. And maybe maybe they have just a magical day, which is 
highly unlikely. So give me CD Lamb over receiving yards, and uh, you know that's kind of enough for that game. But rolling in the probably the best game on the slate, right? Niners traveling to Seattle. The Niners six point favorites. This is a tough one, man. I mean, Seattle coming off that brutal loss cost me a good bit of money in my parlay as well. So I know I've been a big P. Carroll guy, but kind of got a bone to pick with him and the Seattle Seahawks as they cost me a bit of money. I know these guys don't care about my parlays, but I care about my parlays. And they they freaking costed me there. So annoying. Um, Yeah. Seems like another game where McCaffrey's probably going to get in the end zone. So I'll take him to get in the end zone. It's an easy bet to take. So I'll go McCaffrey in the end zone. Um, I think DK probably has a decent day. Is Geno Smith playing? Do we have confirmation on that? Uh, Pete Carroll said he will play. So it's a 50-50 or is that like – It depends how much you trust Pete Carroll. I don't say. Gino, Gino, Gino's a tough dude, so he's going to do everything he possibly can to be out there. Um, but, you know, we've seen this before earlier in the season. Gino gets hurt, gets back. You know, Drew Locke comes in for a little while. Gino gets back out there. Gino tries to start the next week. You know, maybe has to, he gets hurt, gets banged up early in the game. Drew Locke's got to come in. So Gino's going to do everything he can to play. But at the end of the day, it's just I don't I don't trust the durability there, especially against the Niners defense. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, but I think they're going to have to lean on on Metcalf. Uh, so I'll take his over receiving yards. I know that's that's going to be tough for him to get, but we need to play. It's going to be Thanksgiving night, and uh, you know the Seahawks are going to have to pass the ball. So why not go to your best receiver? So I'll take him over, and then I think McCaffrey probably finds the end zone as well. So I'll roll with that. And then uh, Jack, did you throw a pick out in there? I, I might have missed it. So my pick in this one is actually going to be Ayuk over 64 and a half receiving yards. Um, He's been an animal this season uh, and I'm just going to keep on riding him. So 64 and a half receiving yards is is pretty low. In my opinion, he only needs, you know, three, four catches to get that. It seems like every time he's catching a ball, it's 15, 20 yards down the field. So uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be my official play. Um, And then also on top of that, you know, I like the Niners, a lot in this game, honestly. I know it's a divisional game. Six and a half, maybe not. Maybe I'll chop that down to, honestly, maybe even just five and a half. Yeah, I, I think I like the the Niners five and a half and uh, and uh, Iuke over uh, 64 and a half receiving yards. So, yeah, for this, for these 820 games on Thanksgiving, I think I have slept through the first half in the last four, uh, just from a turkey coma. So because of that, I'm going to take the first half under. I like it. First half under. Glad we came back to you for that. Um, <laughs> first half under. I'm gonna bet it. I like it. Yeah, I actually don't. I don't hate that. I just had to throw that out there. Um, but you yeah, know, it's I, I don't, it's probably not a horrible divisional divisional matchup. Honestly, the Seahawks offense might struggle a lot in this, especially with Geno Smith. Uh, you know, dealing with some injury issues. But, uh, but yeah, first half under. Do you know what the line is for the first half under? Nope. No idea. Whatever it is, Brian's hammering it. I'll be asleep, so it's hitting. Now we're ready for some Black Friday football. Jeff Bezos couldn't get any action in on Thursday Thanksgiving. NFL shut that down, so he went the next best route and said he'll take some Black Friday football, still control a day of the week. And, uh, you know, we get the Dolphins traveling to Jet Life to take on the Jets. So, interesting matchup there. The Jets look hopeless, lifeless. Um, If they lose this game, there's probably no reason to rush Aaron Rodgers back at all. They're probably not making the playoffs. And even if they do somehow win this game, it's still like there's a long road ahead of them to try and wiggle their way into the playoff picture. But, uh but yeah, I'll jump over to you, Jack. What uh, what do you got for this game? Yeah, last week I said that there's no reason the Bills should be a seven point favorite against the Jets uh, with the way that they were playing, and I said that the only way that they do cover that seven point spread is if the Jets give up. Well, the <laughs> Jets gave up. Uh, they have absolutely lost faith in Zach Wilson. They're trotting out Tim Boyle, who's 
I, I, I was looking at some of his stats uh, from, from college and uh, through his NFL games, uh, you know, to this point, I'm pretty sure he's the dude's never won a game in his life. <laughs> I have zero idea why he's in the NFL. Uh, I, I would much rather have Joe Flacco, who I, I think just got signed by another team. You know, the Jets should have never let him go. Something I never thought I would say. Uh you know, this this team is bad. They are really struggling for a quarterback. Still, you know, remember a couple years ago when the Jets fucked around, won a game late in the season and gave the Jags the number one overall pick for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, could you imagine Trevor Lawrence on this Jets team? They would be Super Bowl. They would be a Super Bowl team. So uh yeah, no, I, I don't really have much to say on this game. The, the the Jets have given up at this point. They need to figure it out, uh, get Aaron Rodgers healthy and 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 just come back next year. For sure. Definitely agree. Uh what do you guys got for picks? Jack, you want to give a pick after all that? All right, there's no props here, and I'm not taking the Dolphins minus 10. Um, <laughs> Tim Boyle under. Fuck it. Give me the Tim Boyle under, baby. Whatever. Give me all the Tim Boyle under. All of it. Yards give me under, rushing. 100, 150 passing yards is probably the line. Give me the under. Uh, Yeah, so I'm convinced after this game, Jeff Bezos is going to come out and say Tim Boyle was an AI created by Amazon. Uh, But I don't think the Jets are any good. Like you said, they've given up. Their O-line stinks. Even when Zach Wilson is trying to be good, he can't even have time to throw the ball. Can't imagine how much better Tim Boyle is going to be back there. So I will take the Dolphins minus 10. It's an interesting play. Um, I got to stick with what's hot, right? Tyreek Hill over receptions, probably going to hit. Um, He's been – whatever it's always been like six and a half or seven and a half and he's like catching 10 10 you know 10 passes a game so uh gotta keep rolling with the hot hand on that one that one's been pretty consistently hitting so hopefully we see him uh you know hit that over and uh i'll also take it take a stab on Tua over passing yards i think uh you know he airs it out and um you know just flinging the ball all over the field i think uh Think he will uh he'll, he'll do some damage. I know the Jets defense is somewhat competent, but I think we'll see Tyree Kill go off, Jalen Waddle go off, uh the the the, the Dolphins offense go off. And so give me two is over on passing yards. And uh, I will also take Tyree Kill over uh his receptions. You know, that'll probably hit with ease as it always does. But um yeah, that's what we got for the midweek show. I told you it'd be a packed episode, and it was a packed episode. Um, you know, we hope everybody has an absolutely electric, awesome Thanksgiving. Um, and that kind of rolls into my next point before we wrap it up. Uh, Jack, Brian, we'll start with Jack. What do you guys got for Thanksgiving, man? Anything fun planned? Yeah, I'm going to be uh, heading out to Atlanta on Thanksgiving, uh, making that drive, meeting up with the family, mom, dad, brother, sister, some cousins that live down there. So that'll be a good time. And then Friday, we'll we'll pack it up from Atlanta and drive down to Auburn, Alabama, go watch Auburn win the Iron Bowl against Bama on Saturday, and then uh, come back up to Charleston on Sunday, wrap up my, my Thanksgiving weekend, action-packed, but I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be up in Jordan Hair screaming my screaming my ass off seeing Ward War Eagle. So I'm looking forward to that. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. I hope uh, you know I'll, I'll root for Auburn this weekend. I'm not confident they'll win, but it'd be awesome to see the fans get some kind of uh, you know enjoyment out of I guess what was a little bit of a rougher season. So love to see uh, if they can get the fans to storm the field and. Uh, send Nick Saban home crying. But, Brian, what do you got for the weekend, man? Yeah, rougher season is a nice way of putting how Auburn's football season has gone. I try to be nice. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I'm not going to the Iron Bowl. It's not not that much fun of a weekend for me. But, you know, I am going home, headed up tomorrow to good old New Hope, Pennsylvania. Um, and then, yeah, going to see the family. See him on Thanksgiving, probably avoid some people for a little bit to watch some football. But, you know, have a good old Thanksgiving football game with my little cousins, drink some wine, have a good time, and just get to see the family and, you know, chill out. Yeah, sounds like an electric weekend. Uh, I'll be jumping up to uh, to New York 
to visit some family, see the grandparents, uh, you know, spend a nice holiday day there. And then uh, other than that, do you want to say we have some trivia coming out on Thanksgiving? So look out for that. Thanksgiving Day, we'll drop a little trivia. Uh, we did record that. We 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 might have been horrible, but you guys let us know how we did. So we'll have some trivia dropping on Thanksgiving for you guys, a little special there. Um, and I really just want to say, you know, keep keep following, supporting, doing what you guys can do to, to show your love. You know, we appreciate everybody who kind of follows along on this journey. Uh, you know, we're about two months old here. Uh, we don't know what we're doing with this, but we're just, uh, you know, a couple guys up in Section 400 having fun, talking sports, and, and really just, uh, like I said, having a good time with it. So uh, we appreciate any support. But, yeah, like Matt said, I just want to say we're we're very thankful for everyone that has supported us on this journey so far. We're about two months into it now. Uh, it'll be three months after December, and then we have a lot of fun stuff planned on the new year. So please just stay tuned for that. Enjoy the ride. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, all the platforms now. You can find those links below. You know, rate us five stars, like, follow, uh, download the podcast, undownload the podcast, download it again. It all helps. And <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's pretty much all I have for now. Um, but yeah, like I said, stay tuned because we got some fun stuff ahead. You know, a happy holiday season from Views from Section 400. And uh, stay tuned because we have some exciting stuff planned. Uh, it's in the works. I don't want to release too much, but we will have some crazy stuff planned as we roll uh, to the end of the year and, and pop off the new year with a bang. So I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. All the support, uh, whether you like us, don't like us, you know, every engagement matters. And we really just appreciate everybody following along in this, uh, you know, short journey so far. But we're hoping that it's a long journey. So like I said, that's all I got. You know, go Eagles. Auburn's going to win the football game. Fuck Bama. Ward am Eagle. I'm thankful for all y'all. Go hug your mom. <laughs>